0: Good afternoon, Raleigh, and welcome to this week's Eye on the Triangle, a student-run, student-scripted, and student-produced news show on 88.1 WKNC HD1 Raleigh. I am Nick Weaver.
1: And I'm Marissa Jordan.
0: Welcome back to this week's episode of Eye on the Triangle.
1: We hope everyone has had a great week of classes so far.
0: First on today's show, Brandon Phillips brings you packed lunch. On today's episode, he interviews the owner of local burger joint Jerry's Grill.
1: Next, Jack Schroeder and Keith Gwynn bring you So You Don't Have To. This week, they review the movie Overlord. Stay tuned.
0: Hi, my name's Brandon with Eye on the Triangle's Packed Lunch. Today I'm going to give you the inside info on Raleigh's best burger that's hidden in a hole in the wall. I talked to the owner of Jerry's Grill to find out what makes his grill and burgers the best. Alright, I'm Brandon. I'm here with Eye on the Triangle, WKNC, here with... Rocco San Martino from Jerry's Grill, Raleigh. Jerry Skrill. So I noticed that we both have Yankees caps on today. Right, I'm a diehard Yankee fan. Best team there is. What's your right. favorite Yankees player? Player? Yep.
2: Aaron Judd. Aaron Judd. Yep. He's Got a pretty... bunch of his rookie cards. Yeah? bunch of them. And you sell cards here, yep. right, too? Yep, sell them too. Autographed.
0: To set the stage for you, to your left is the Lunch County. Behind it is the Grills where they cook the Black Ingus Burgers. One of those cooks will be wearing a Yankees hat, I promise you. As you walk into the right, display case of Yankees collectibles and cards. Are you guys from uh, New York originally? I'm from New York originally. Queens, New York, Long Island. Queens, New York. And you guys came here how long ago? 25 years ago. 25 years ago. And we've been here at Jerry's for 15 years. 15 years. So I heard that it was a grocery store before. Is that what it was when you guys were here? Yeah, like a convenience store. Mm -hmm. A
2: convenience store many moons ago.
3: Yeah,
2: that's what it was. He was selling biscuits and little
0: breakfast items on the side. And then you guys got it 15 years ago and turned it into a restaurant.
2: Uh Uh-huh, turned it into a restaurant, selling the best food in Raleigh.
0: (laughs) I I won't contest that. It's been here since 1968. Has the building been here longer? Hmm? The building's been here longer, right? I think so.
2: I don't know nothing about the building. I know we've been here since, the building I think was here in 1948, Mm -hmm. and before that it was a convenience store, and I don't know what it was before that, but I know 15 years ago we took it over and turned it into a restaurant, (laughs) and we got the best food.
0: (laughs) So, you guys came down here from New York, and about 10 years later you bought this place. What made you want to open a restaurant here?
2: Because I grew up in a restaurant while I was growing up with my pants. My dad was a
0: restaurant worker. Mm-hmm.
2: So I enjoy cooking.
0: So, what are some of the signature sandwiches you guys have here?
2: Signature sandwiches here we got the Brew Rock. We got the Brew Rock and deli ham, egg, and cheese on a Kaiser roll with lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise. We got the Rock and Reuben with kraut and rye bread, Thousand Island dressing. We got the Cubano Midnight pork loin sandwich, deli ham, Swiss cheese, mayonnaise, mustard, and pickles. And we got the old plastic club, deli, ham, turkey, bacon, Swiss, American cheese, lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise. Then, of course, we got that famous chicken or Philly steak sandwich.
0: So this whole menu that Roscoe's laid out for us, all these deliciously greasy sandwiches, they're served all day until three. So which means if you wake up late, a little bit of a hangover, you've got some really good hangover food about 15 minutes from campus. What about the hobo?
2: The hobo is off the wall. It's sausage, egg, and cheese scrambled together on toast with mayonnaise and mustard. Now, then we got the, and then we got the hop-on hobo is where the green peppers and onions hopped on the hobo. And who named that, the hobo? One of my employees. <laughs> one of my employees, Pat Pat, what was her name? Brenda. That was a long time ago. Fourteen years ago. And my favorite thing here is the Angus burgers. The Angus beef burger. Yeah, we get our fresh hamburger meat from the Angus barn every week. And we hand patty
0: our burgers every day. And they're good. <laughs> and I notice here we're at one of the two tables and a bar. Has it always been a small occupancy? That's right, scene? yeah, 25 people. Mm-hmm. Well we probably
2: serve about 100, 200 a day. They come in and out and have a lot to go. I bet a
0: lot of friends are made here. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> you have to definitely sit a lot of friends mind.
2: over the years.
1: Thousands.
0: <laughs> I'd like to point out here that right before we did this interview, Roscoe and a couple of his uh, customers slash friends were joking around uh, when they left. Both of them pointed out that they'd see him tomorrow. So you said it's a it's a family business, right?
2: Right, it's a family-owned business,
0: right. Mm-hmm. Mom and Pop. Mom and Pop.
2: yep. And son. And son, yeah, and son. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so how does that work? I don't know how it works. He shows up most of the time on time, but half the time he comes in late. But we're here, we enjoy it, you know, we work with each other. We don't live together, so it doesn't it hurt. He lives in his own place, and me and the wife live on our own. You know, so we put up with each other. <laughs>
0: Uh, in Roscoe's son's defense, I think he was working the whole time I saw him, and uh, he worked overtime because we did this after they closed.
2: Yeah, but I hate working with the wife because it's, it don't work. <laughs> it don't work. But now she's out, broken, so it'll be cool.
0: And you guys hire other people, right?
2: There's other right, people, people part time. Part-time filling when we need to take off when we go on vacation, we turn it over to my older son, and we bring two help out of Eagle Ridge. That's another restaurant okay. we have over in over in Garner. So we bring help from over oh, there to you. work while we're at okay. at vacation.
0: And one reason I like this place a lot, it's like an old lunch counter. It has very selective hours. Mm-hmm. Lunch counter, yeah, and it has very selective hours, like it's only open till
2: 3 p.m., right? Yeah, 3 p.m. We open up at 6 a.m. or stay till 3. Close on Sunday,
0: day of rest, day of rest,
2: <laughs> amen.
0: <laughs> All right, well, I consider this a uh, piece of Raleigh history. I know you guys have uh, pictures on the wall, right? Yeah, they
2: of different old the old buildings that are around town here and there. Some are down, some, some are still up.
0: During this part of the interview, Roscoe points over to the wall that's got a couple like eight by ten six by fours or whatever of different old raleigh buildings there's uh my favorite picture is the one besides jimmy v there's one of the 1900 police department in raleigh a couple shots of old downtown uh, the audio may get quiet as he looks away from the microphone
2: yeah that's them over there Val Vano up there, the basketball coach
0: for the state, mm-hmm. B, yeah, BB, all right, yeah, they all, we've been here for a long time. <laughs> well, I know there's a help wanted sign out there. Would you guys uh, consider bringing in people from state? We'll bring them in from anywhere, as long as they want to work you don't want to work,
2: don't bother coming.
0: <laughs> well, I know you guys got at least uh, a couple people from state going to come up here and eat some hamburgers. There's a lot of people from state that come up here. Not a couple, a lot.
2: <laughs> a lot. They all live in the neighborhood here. Yeah. You know, it's all surrounded
0: by state students. hmm so I know that way uh, down Widder Camille would be five points, right? Right. Five so you guys are between five points and Atlantic Avenue right. on crossroads of uh, Widder Camille and Wake Forest
2: Road. Wake Forest Road. And uh, Wake Forest Road. Mm-hmm. come see us and enjoy the food and
0: the atmosphere. And that crazy
2: dude behind the counter. Crazy Rocco. dude Rocco. <laughs> Thanks yep. for talking to me, Rocco. Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Well,
0: that was Rocco, owner and operator of Jerry's Grill on Widder Camille. My pick for best burger in the city Uh, next time we're gonna go after the best chicken i've been brandon with packed lunch from eye on the triangle thanks for listening that was rocco from jerry's grill on Whitaker mill road Uh, he's one of the owner on operators there of the best burger my opinion best burger um in raleigh next time On Packed Lunch, we're going to go after who has the best chicken in the city. I've been Brandon. Thanks for listening. Well, that was Rocco from Jerry's Grill, one of the owners and operators of the place that earns my best burger pick. Next time on Packed Lunch, we're going to go after who has the best chicken in Raleigh. I've been Brandon. Thank you for listening to Packed Lunch on Eye of the Triangle.
4: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Keith Gwynn, and that over there is Jack Schroeder. Hey. And uh, this is So You Don't Have To, where we talk about movies. And today, we're talking about Overlord.
3: Which is great, because
4: after reviewing The Nun, uh... We needed a break. We needed a break from the crap movies. This was fun. I enjoyed this movie.
3: I had a great time. Best movie I've seen all year, which says a lot. Seen as I've seen this in the Nun. Uh, well, I
4: mean, I don't. <laughs> you, mean it, you mean it doesn't say a lot because the Nun was a bit was a bit awful. It wasn't great, but no. Um, Overlord
3: was really enjoyable, and we didn't know we were going to see it either.
4: Y- you went in blind. I okay, so we were going to see. Uh, <laughs> We were going to see what was it called, the Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Yeah, why and were we going to? Why were we going to see that, Keith? It, uh, it looked, it looked like um, out the the new Alice in Wonderland that came out a couple years back. So not good, and um, and we were in line to see it, and uh, <laughs> the there's like two parents and their child like, their six-year-old child bought tickets, like, right before us, and, um, you know, I just realized, like, man, two guys asking to, you know, get tickets to the Nutcracker in the Four Realms seems a, a little bit a shady, little bit, so I was like, you know what, why don't we uh, see Overlord instead? Um, I just looked at it, I was like, oh, Overlord, rated R, okay, let's get tickets for that, and, um, yeah, I had no idea, I'd, I hadn't even seen the trailer for movie or anything i did like i got in there first like couple minutes and i was like oh whoa it's a world war ii film nice world war ii is like super interesting and um yeah and then we started watching it 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 opened up on um you know it's about you know it's almost d-day and um yeah it's
3: like right before d-day and the, yeah they're,
4: everyone's heading heading over to germany and um then there's this one group of people that have this They're assigned super this, special uh,
3: mission. They have to like take out a radio tower, I think, and uh Yeah. Um Yeah, their mission is to jam a radio tower so the Allied troops can storm the beach without like
4: interference. Yeah, yeah. So essentially <laughs> really the, the third mission. the Third Reich uses this castle for communication between Berlin and Normandy. Um Yeah. Let's see. So, most of the people on on the mission, like, half of them die within the first, you know, what, what like, five minutes?
3: Yeah, you're just beginning to learn about the, uh, the battalion, and then half of them are just, like, gone from the movie. There's this one dude who's just, like, you know, he's taking a walk,
4: he's talking oh, about Oh, I this- love this guy. So, this guy's, <laughs> this guy's, like... <laughs> he's talking he's like yeah man it's it's been rough but I, i'm i'm writing a book you know i'm writing a book about you know my experiences i'm gonna gonna sell it when uh as soon as i'm done here and then like the second he says that I can't he just wait. steps on a landmine <laughs> and just gets obliterated and his book gets obliterated too
3: yeah i remember like writing in my notes during the movie well rip that dude's book aspirations
4: it was pretty funny Um,
3: Yeah, nothing funnier than the uh, untimely death of an American hero, Keith.
4: Dude. (laughs) Dude, if you're going to... This is based on a true story. It's not based... Okay, hold up, hold up. (laughs) Okay, so he's giving me some crap right now because I, you know, initially, like, for the first, I want to say, like, ten minutes of this film, I thought this was going to be, like, based on a real story, And, uh, and then you know i i i i was watching it and i was like you know these characters these characters seem pretty one dimensional for actual people i feel like this is just they're all stereotypes i feel like this is just like an actual story that someone's making and a kind of not you know not very a little bit too
3: hollywood to be a little you bit know, shallow
4: one but um
3: yeah too shallow
4: but you know so i was like okay i guess it's just like a made-up world war, you know a story from world war 2 that's fine still interesting and um but i still thought it was going to be like actual like an actual soldier film and then you know we get like halfway through the movie
3: that's where it all hits the fan and
4: uh <laughs> i first started having my suspicions uh around like this person's uh like this per- this this lady was like my aunt is sick and then they were like oh what's wrong with her and she's like don't don't go in don't watch and then like they they took her to do you know they took her to do tests in the Nazi uh uh the, bunker. The church, yeah and um or the they bunker. they go in and um yeah uh, oh well, i mean they don't go at like they you get like a peek at her and she looks like her, like, super messed up. And I was like, okay, either those are, like, chemical burns, but I don't know what kind of chemicals would do that. Or she is a zombie.
3: Keith, she had eczema. Have some respect. Uh,
4: yeah. And, um... Oh, my God. It just... It was like... And then, you know, we got we found the evil German... They, they, they captured this evil German captain... And they yeah, figured just like out that Nazi commander. Yeah, they fi- they figured out that they found a serum that turned people into Nazis. And the I was well, like, no, well, it's,
3: uh, it's not just that though." Welp,
4: Nazi zombies, everyone. There we go. And and I was like, the moment the moment I saw the first like actual guy get turned into a zombie, I was just like. It just reminded me of this scene from South Park: The Stick of Truth. Have Have you ever played that game? I haven't played it. I know what you're talking about, though. Huge so, South Park fan. So there's there's um this one scene in South Park: The Stick of Truth, and um once again I'm 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 gonna pull it up real we quick. We can get audio from that. But so far, we've been unable to stop the UFO from leaking the toxic waste. We've contained all we can, but there are no
2: guarantees an outbreak will not occur. <laughs> and does the alien liquid appear to have the same effect as last time? I'm afraid so. When the alien waste reacts with organic material on Earth, it turns things into... Nazi zombies.
3: stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. It's, so uh, stu- it's just... <laughs> it, uh, that's the good part about really? South
2: Park so tired of Nazi zombies it's so overused if the wrong person gets their hands
4: on that yeah green- uh, yeah, it's just um, <laughs> you were thinking about that while uh, we were that, watching the film I, I, that that was the first thing that occurred to me um and it was just <laughs> like because it was just like Nazi zombies so overused is just it was just funny um no, it uh, it reminded me of Call of Duty, man. Like, have you ever played, like, uh, World at War or Black Ops? This game is, like, basically Call of Duty, but in movie form. Yeah,
3: this movie was—that's that's what I, like, came out thinking. Like, if you enjoyed Call of Duty, this is your movie. Like, yeah. you're going to love this. I mean, it was just—it was like you were, had a first-person shooter put into, like, a film, which was, like—it was great. Um, hmm, what What was I trying to go off of there? Oh, I, I know, because we said some of the characters were one-dimensional, and do we have the names of any of those characters? Because I don't remember them off the top of my head.
4: That's nah, there's, um, there's Brooklyn Guy. Brooklyn Boy, yeah. Brooklyn Guy, who's actually probably my favorite character. And, um, he's, he's funny. And, uh... He has nothing to do but complain. Yeah, he just complains all the time, and, uh... Then he he meets this kid that he saves and uh, they get along. And it's uh, my favorite my favorite character. Okay? Your favorite character favorite in the character movie. My favorite character was Brooklyn guy. There then was, there was uh, Boyce. There was Boyce. He's the main character. Main character.
3: Okay, he's this like pretty passive dude. He won't even like kill a rat in like training camp. And then he goes total psycho on these people who are like threatening his uh his friends
4: no he did he didn't go psycho on them he went psych the only per the first person he went psycho on was his friend after he got turned oh, into a zombie
3: yeah the photographer dude that's yeah. a character yeah i totally the forgot pho-
4: about him picture guy yeah um he was
3: just like the the guy who was writing his book oh i can't wait to get out of here after i take these pictures and yeah. then he's like dying
4: like where's my camera well, i mean <laughs> he was he was there for like for like some i think they said he was after there for the some movie. like office for like saw like some like propaganda thing oh was that i didn't catch that i'm pretty sure that's why he was there uh taking pictures there was also woman character uh
3: I'm gonna call her Beth. I don't remember it's her name. It's not. It's
4: not Beth. <laughs> it was probably like Louise or something. It was uh, Louise. Let, 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 let me pull that up real fast.
3: She was a good character. She was just trying to take care of her brother and kind of her aunt, I guess. Uh, what What was what was her name? I mean, there wasn't much to her. Chloe. Other than her name Chloe, was Chloe. That's right. That's right. Her name was Chloe. Yeah, and She chick. was a
4: peach. What? She was a peach. Oh, I thought you said she was a beach.
3: Oh, no, that's not true.
4: And I was like... That's not true What are at you all. talking about? And, uh,
3: anyways, but, um... She held up on her own. Like, she wasn't taking any, uh, trash from the Nazi officers. Uh, but, um, hmm. What else can we say about this movie? Other than, what did you
4: not enjoy? Well, I mean... I was a little bit disappointed overall um just because well okay so <laughs> it's like how how can you be disappointed when you went in with literally no expectations No well expectations. Let, let me tell you so funny enough right before we left to see this movie i was watching some youtube videos and there's this really fascinating um video telling talking about the story of um this nazi pilot right and um there and uh some some american Uh, troops in this in this bomber and the the bomber had been in a fight and it was like it had barely escaped it was barely just like limping along through the sky like all of its guns except for one were broken and like it was just it was just in a mess and um they were trying to get back to britain when this uh one nazi fighter pilot comes along And um, he's like one kill away from getting a Knight's Cross, which is like a really prestigious uh, award for killing, uh, for shooting down a lot of planes. And, um, you know, he saw, he saw them and he was going to shoot them down. But when he he, he saw how like messed up their, uh, their craft was, he felt like he would be, it was the same as like shooting someone who couldn't shoot back or defend themselves. So he instead escorted them back to uh back to Britain and I mean originally he was trying to like get them to to land so that they would become POWs like land in Germany um because their plane looked like it wasn't gonna make it um but they didn't have a radio so he couldn't really communicate that to them so he just decided to go ahead and escort them over to like the the ocean and then he let them fly over to England and they made it and um and then later on, they uh, like in the nineteen eighties, they uh, they met up like the the people from the bomber and the fighter pilot who escorted them. Uh, they met met up and became close friends. And the reason I'm yeah, how they uh, how they get in contact? Uh, they I think they were like talking. Um, the crew of this bomber was like they had they were having like this party and they were talking about you know how this story. And how this Nazi pilot um, saved their lives. And I think it got broadcast on television. And the guy saw it somehow. And then he sent him a letter. And, uh, yeah. But um, the reason I'm telling this story is because, you know, I went into this movie and I was like, Oh man, like after seeing, after hearing about that real story that happened. I love World War II. Like, I was like, whoa, it's World War II. This is so cool. And then it was like, the characters were so one dimensional. Yeah, you know, and again, flat. it's not, it's just like not, I mean, you know, it just wasn't that kind of. Um, of story, you know, and it, which was kind was, of disappointing. I feel be like there's, there's so much opportunity there to make like really interesting characters and really like fascinating events, you know. Um, but you know, so like I was kind—I of, was a little disappointed by the how one-dimensional the the characters were.
3: I'm gonna give but, a
4: little, up. but it was still, but so that that was that kind of like let me down a little. Um, I guess I got like sort of primed to get disappointed by watching that <laughs> World War Two video right beforehand, but um, but but like the movie itself, it was a good movie. It, it was, was fun. fun. It was fun. If it's like if you enjoy playing like Call of Duty, I feel like you're gonna enjoy this movie.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna give a little bit of a parallel. Like on the one hand, I am disappointed it didn't live up to the uh, potential with the characters, but. This movie was absolutely—it was bizarre—and I'm glad they went on that route instead of trying to make it like serious and dramatic. They were like, nah, this dude's gonna get a grenade in his mouth, and we're gonna have the goriest,
4: most—it's it, a bloody good time, horrifying, it just, so. like, it, it's not, not horrifying. It's just like it's fun, you know? It's a lot of fun. It's fun. It's like if you're in the first person lots, of, explo- lots of explosions, lots of blood, it's gory, lots of dude. people bits." and uh meat bits meat, yeah lots of lots of meat chunks going everywhere and you know what that's okay that's fun you know but um anywho I think that about wraps this up yeah I uh um, I give it a 7 out of 10 I Good give
3: movie. it a 10 Good movie. out of 10 11 out of 10 best movie of the year Without a doubt, <laughs>
4: it's it's in comparison to the last
3: movie, which was
4: garbage. A ten out of ten. Look, ten out of ten is like Lord of the Rings. All right. Okay. Ten out of ten yeah, is it's your Citizen Star Wars. Kane. Star. Well, the the original Star Wars. It's yeah. I can't wait to review the new Star Wars. I I. So you know what? I give this movie a seven out of ten. It was a great movie. Um, you should see it. It's a fun time.
3: I loved this movie,
4: and i'd I'd probably
3: like get it on DVD. So I'd maybe give it like an eight, eight and a half out of ten. But that was, that's because I was going in for a fun time and nothing but that. And this mm-hmm. movie was
4: insane. This was it was a good movie. I I had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, you should you should definitely see it if. That is your thing. It's a good good action movie.
3: Yeah. Um even the acting wasn't like that bad. I mean the characters fell flat, but like really good special effects, really good cinematography. Yeah. I'd yeah. recommend this to anyone who's like a huge Call of Duty fan.
4: Or just like blo- or just like <laughs> bloody likes bloody movies. If you like the Terminator. Um yeah. Well, uh that is all for this time. So uh until The next time we record one of these, Uh, I'm Keith Gwynn. And I'm Jack Schroeder. And this has been So You Don't Have To. Thank you for listening.
0: That about does it for this week's show.
1: We appreciate you joining us on this beautiful Tuesday evening. Assuming that you've been listening to this live. As always, if you heard anything you liked, you hated, or anything that made you think, let us know at publicaffairs at wknc.org. Or if you'd like to become a member of the team here at Eye on the Triangle.
0: And be sure to check out our blog at wknc-eot.tumblr.com. Our intro music for today's show and every other show was Connie by L1011. You can catch another episode of Eye on the Triangle next week, February 19th from 6 to 7 p.m.
1: Stay tuned for your usual programming of amazing indie music, and we'll see you all next time.